Welcome to the Paranormal Factor Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Wright. Thanks for stopping by. This is the place to explore mysteries, investigate the otherworldly, and share stories of the inexplicable and the strange. You see, within the realm of our daily, ordinary lives, there is a paranormal factor always waiting to reveal itself. So let's begin exploring together the truly weird. Welcome, listeners, and thanks for joining us on the Paranormal Factor Podcast. And thanks for your patience as we took a hiatus over the summer and presented you with our and your top episodes from the podcast. I hope you enjoyed giving them another listen. But we're back with this new episode, looking into the Flintville Monster. The monster has a skunk-like odor and has been measured at seven feet tall. Written about from 1997 to now, it seems to be one of the more popular cryptids in the Tennessee region. Indeed, it's been covered by multiple newspapers and became known for a very aggressive personality, having allegedly attacked humans. Before we go on, here's a quick reminder to check out the Paranormal Factor Podcast Facebook page. Every day, Monday through Friday, there's new paranormal and supernatural material for you to explore. Fans of the show know it's the best place to find monsters, quizzes, film, TV, and book recommendations, and current paranormal news stories from around the world. And if you have the Alexa app, you can easily listen to our episodes by simply saying, Alexa, play the Paranormal Factor podcast. Now, on to our episode. As it gets darker, what monsters lurk in the night? Well, if you happen to be in Tennessee, there are many, but none quite so frightening as the Flintville monster. Why? Because this creature has exhibited a very aggressive and violent nature, and it does not appear shy in the least. As we will see, it appears to have taken every opportunity to be provocative in the extreme, and because of that, it has made its mark on the long list of American cryptids. So let's take a closer look at the Flintville monster and the incredible story of its alleged existence. Exactly what the Flintville monster is and where it came from remains unknown, but more than two decades of sightings and terrifying encounters have left many people convinced the creature is not only real, but dangerous as well. Sightings and terrifying encounters with a massive hairy monster have left the folks of Flintville, Tennessee, about 70 miles west of Chattanooga, anxious and frightened. This cryptid is similar to the famous Bigfoot, but much more aggressive and dangerous. It lurks around Flintville, Tennessee, tormenting its inhabitants. Those who have seen it describe the creature as standing seven feet tall and smelling similar to a skunk. One of the most famous encounters of this creature comes from a mother in the 1970s who claimed to have seen a large, man-like ape running towards her son who was playing in the field. She ran to intercept it, taking an angle to cut off the pursuit of the monster rapidly approaching her son, and barely got to him before the creature. She ran back to her house with her son and called the police. But when they arrived to investigate the creature, all they found in the woods were 16-inch footprints and blood. 
there's no explanation as to whose blood it was in the timbers. The creature has attacked cars and made multiple tries to snatch little children in the Tennessee foothills. That thing's so big it could easily hurt somebody, explains Ned Sinclair, a farmer. Who knows how many head of our livestock have gone missing because of it. So far, no one has actually been hurt by the Flintville monster, thankfully, which often leaves behind those 16-inch footprints and the foul, skunk-like odor. But there are those who claim to have had close calls. One man said a seven-foot-tall hairy monster chased him through the woods, howling and screeching at him like an ape. A woman said she hit on the floorboard when a similar creature attacked her car. And as we've heard, on at least one occasion, a child was nearly kidnapped by a thing with long, hairy arms. The trouble began in 1976 when the aforementioned woman told police that a giant, hairy monster broke her automobile antenna and then jumped onto the roof of her car and began bouncing up and down. Well, when the woman's story made news, other citizens stepped forward to describe similar encounters. Several attacks were reported in the early 1980s, including one by a plumber who said his truck's windshield was smashed by the monster, and another by a housewife who said a black, hairy creature chased her inside her house and beat on the door. In 1989, a church pastor complained that something had destroyed the windshield and antenna on his car. That same week, a group of teens reported a large, man-like ape loping across a field at the edge of town. Of all the stories, however, none can match the nearly tragic drama related by Jenny Robertson. On April 26, 1976, Mrs. Robertson's four-year-old son Gary was playing in the yard when his mother heard him scream. When she ran outside to investigate, she became conscious of a foul odor that reminded her of a skunk or dead rats. Then she saw a huge ape-like figure bounding across the yard toward the house. It was seven or eight feet tall, she told investigators, and seemed to be all covered with hair. It reached out its long hairy arms toward Gary and came within a few inches of him. Seconds before the disheveled creature could grab the child, his terrified mother snatched him up, darted inside the house, and locked the doors. When she got up enough courage to look out the window, she saw a big black shape disappearing into the woods. Well, soon after she reported the incident to police, swarms of lawmen and hunters descended on her property armed with shotguns and rifles. They were determined to track down and kill the creature. E. Randall Floyd, columnist for the Augusta, Georgia Chronicle, reported, Throughout the night, they combed the woods on the outskirts of town. They never found anything but on at least two occasions. The creature screamed at them and pelted them with rocks. The next day, the hunters found more 16-inch footprints, as well as hair, blood, and mucus. Ugh. The hair was scientifically analyzed, but could not be identified. Well, no sightings have been reported since 1993 that we know of. Does that mean the creature has gone away? I doubt it, says Mrs. Robertson. It's probably just gone into hiding for a while. Larry Thacker has written about the mysterious Bigfoot creature roaming the dense woods of Tennessee. Thacker, the director of student success and retention at Lincoln Memorial University in Harrogate, Tennessee, is the author of the book Mountain Mysteries, The Mystic Traditions of Appalachia. 
Thacker devotes several pages to the stories of the Flintville Monster, Appalachia's version of Bigfoot, allegedly seen in Flintville, Tennessee, near Chattanooga. The reputation of this creature, most generically recognized in the United States as Bigfoot, is deeply rooted in our country's superstitions and folklore, he says. I believe that such a creature is, in fact, seen all over the world. But he considers sightings of a Bigfoot in the Appalachians, it just might also be similar to seeing a ghost. Every family that you talk to has a family ghost story, or their own, Thacker says. I think the story behind the story is what I get into the most. What are the people doing? What kind of emotional state were they in? And how did the story go 20 years earlier? Throughout the South, from Arkansas to Virginia, reports of monsters resembling Bigfoot continue to reach the desks of law enforcement officers and park rangers. Most sightings can be dismissed as hoaxes or misidentifications triggered by poor visibility or shaky imaginings. After all, hearing weird sounds in the woods can be scary and spark the imagination, even in daytime. But a few sightings like the Flintville monster encounters? Well, they just can't be easily explained away. Well, the skeptics would tell you that people simply misidentified something natural from the area, maybe a bear. Or perhaps it was an escaped chimpanzee or ape that was in those woods. But that doesn't quite answer how the creature was able to stay around for so very long, nor does it explain the aggressive behavior which would seem to be much more territorial than just an escaped animal from a local zoo or pet owner. We've certainly covered many Bigfoot-like creatures in our episodes, like Florida's skunk ape, for example, but we rarely run across encounters with these infamous beasts where they exhibit such aggressive and even violent behavior. There is no getting away from the fact that this particular creature seems to be uncommonly hostile and ferocious. It also seems astonishingly determined to engage in very personal behavior with those who have encountered it. Every report detailing a confrontation has illustrated bold and violent conduct, smashing cars, attacking homes, and most terrifyingly, the potential harm or maybe even kidnapping of a child. So, is this beast an anomaly? Or is it possibly indicative of either reports we are unaware of with other similar creatures, or even a harbinger of future behavior we may come to expect from Bigfoot in general? Only time and more encounters will tell. Well, in our next episode, we're going to introduce you to some falsehoods that were passed along as true paranormal events. We all want and like to believe in paranormal stories, that there are the possibilities of great mysteries and strange occurrences and other weird worlds just beyond our grasp. And most stories of the paranormal and supernatural start from an honest place. Sometimes they're misunderstandings or misinterpretations, but generally... The efforts to explore the strange are wrapped in genuine efforts to be honest. However, there have been efforts to deceive and hoax the public, sometimes for a quick payoff, other times for fame or notoriety. 
In our next episode, we'll share with you the most infamous cases of those who tried to fool us with deception and tricks. So join us as we look at scandalous paranormal hoaxes next time, right here on the Paranormal Factor Podcast. And now it's time for the episode quiz. That's right, quiz time once again. So here is your question. The Amhaluk is what kind of monster? Is it A, a water dragon, B, a giant white snake, C, a thunderbird, or D, an alligator man? Once again, the Amhaluk is what kind of monster? Is it a water dragon, giant white snake, thunderbird, or alligator man? What do you think? Well, the answer is... A. A water dragon. The Amaluk, an alleged water dragon, is a creature in the mythology of the Kalapuya people of Oregon, commonly associated with drowning, disease, and fog. The Kalapuya of the Willamette River established the Amaluk origin in a lake near Forked Mountain, 15 miles west of Forest Grove in northwestern Oregon. The Amaluk is terrible to see. It's a spotted dragon-like creature with two long horns on the top of its head. Its four legs are hairless. The Amaluk likes to keep its possessions tied onto its body, almost like trophies it has accumulated. It also keeps several spotted dog near itself, though their mysterious purpose or duty is unknown. Wherever he steps, the ground sinks and softens. It's said in the legend that everything the Amaluk sees is captured and drowned in his lake. And hey, that includes people like you and me. So if you happen to see this thing, better kick it into high gear and flee the area. Well, that'll do it for this episode. A theme song is Knockers by Cinco, courtesy of Upbeat Music. Hey, before you leave, if you could, please do me just two favors. First of all, if you did enjoy the show, please leave a like on your favorite listening application. And secondly, if you liked what you heard, please spread the word. Love to have some new listeners out there to join you. I'm your host, Richard Wright. Keep your eyes open for the unusual folks, and thanks for stopping by.